So, on today's episode of the Help Myself podcast, I was going to use a case study of a good person versus an effective person. And I was going to talk about something else, but I decided to scratch that. Because when I looked at the case study, the thing that was sitting right in front of my face was me. So how about we get into it? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I'm your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Hey, y'all know what it is with that uh, that senior. I got to put that senior in there because my junior, who I do it for, listen, I'm excited to, and I'm always excited because I love doing this. I love having these conversations. I love coming in and, you know, Let's just talk about something different. So welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. And today we've got a doozy for you. Listen, I want to talk about a good person versus an effective person. That's right. A good person versus an effective person. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the most dangerous podcast in the land. That's the Help Myself Podcast. Thank you for rocking for me or rocking with me, better yet. <laughs> Not rocking for me, rocking with me. Um, I am just so pleased to have been seeing the interactions, uh, the spins. I got that old DJ in me. We got spins and uh, just seeing how everything has been going. I appreciate you all so much. Listen, I couldn't do what I'd do if it wasn't for all of you. And I am very proud to announce, it's not really an announcement, it's just recognizing that two of the episodes of the Help Myself podcast are in the top 50% of all audio podcast episodes. So I am excited about that. And I had to do a little level setting because, you know, you watch, um, let's be honest, you watch people with podcasts, you know, YouTube and you know, a lot of times, and I'm not jealous because they paid their dues, but a lot of times these were people that had celebrity status or connections or, or, you know, things that they had worked for and they were able to get a larger audience for what they're doing. And you look at the thousands of views, the 10,000s, the hundreds of thousands, the millions of views, and you start to feel a certain way. But when you pull back the veil and look at the actual numbers, you know, I'm proud that we are, you know, I don't know if this is 141, 142. We'll, we'll figure that out as we're editing. But, you know, over 140 episodes, rapidly heading towards 150. Um, I'm proud of the fact that uh, in March will be four years. The average podcast does not last past three episodes. Uh, I've been on a few that did not last past three episodes, so I understand that. Um, then you get to the second tier of podcasts that struggle to get past the first year, 
And, um, you know, we have done all of those things. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got support, um, topics, and a lot of ums. Man, I'm umming a lot. <laughs> Let's quit the ums and get to something that I always laugh at, but I still love my promo uh, clip. So let's pay some bills here right quick. The Help Myself Podcast, brought to you by Q Images, run by Timothy Quisenberry. It's a world-class, veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site, in-studio, or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures memories and creates experiences. Go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at QUE underscore images. Also, the book Powered by Purpose, written by none other than your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Get your copy today at the Help Myself Podcast.com. I will never not be amused by the rush at the end of that. Get your book probably. <laughs> I will never not be amused by that. But um, you know, obviously, we're gonna work on that. Um, and going into the next season, man, we're going to definitely change that up, but that's fine. That's fine. We will keep it as is for right now because it gets the job done. And listen, if you have not gotten a copy of my book, Power by Purpose, what are you waiting for? Go on to the website, www.thehelpmyselfpodcast.com. Get your copy and I will personally autograph that thing and get it out to you and it will change your life. Listen, if you are feeling stuck, if you don't understand the direction you want to go as far as your purpose, as far as being effective and what you want to do, you need that jolt to pick you up and make you close out quarter four strongly and head into a new year, finishing strong and starting fresh, grab a copy of the book. I promise you. It'll put a jetpack on your back. So go on ahead and do that. Listen, we're going to talk about a good person versus an effective person. Both of them are good. But I want to talk about it from a philosophical, conceptual ideology. And in the intro, I did say that I was going to use someone else as my case study. And then looking on the situation, I was like, how dare I have the nerve, the temerity, and the unmitigated gall to point that light at someone else when it can so effectively be pointed right back at me? And so the situation, um, I won't get into specifics to protect, you know, the guilty who are mainly and primarily me. <laughs> So I got to protect my, you know, I got to protect my own neck. But um, it was a situation where, um, you know, I was entertaining, you know, some things that I shouldn't have been entertaining. I was making promises that it, it's not so much about keeping them. They were actually promises that weren't worth keeping. This was one of those times where 
you shouldn't keep your word on this because, you know, this doesn't benefit you. But I was feeling cavalier. I felt like, um, you know, it was a situation where I had some type of high ground. Uh, and man, it's crazy looking back on it. There was no high ground. I was careless. I was thoughtless. Um, you know, and then, so I got into the situation. I kept my word or whatever. And um, people got hurt. People got hurt. Expectations, um, you know, perceptions of a situation that weren't actual or better yet, unbalanced. We won't say actual. We'll just say that my perception of the situation, their perception of the situation was different. And, you know, I hurt somebody. And it could have been avoided if I would have just avoided the situation to begin with. You know, I could have just kept my space, not even got involved in the situation, not even put in my two cents, not even, you know, I could have avoided all of this. Um, and the issue that you run into is specifically the issue that I ran into is, hey, I'm a good person. And when you're able to prop or position yourself or pedestalize yourself as a good person, a lot of times you have blind spots where you don't do good things or you don't do the right things and you are able to excuse behavior by saying you're a good person. And there's nothing wrong with being a good person, but and as a matter of fact, according to the definition of good, being a good person is a great thing, you know? Um, it's pleasing and welcome. You know, good news, a good person. You got qualities that are required for a particular role, that role being a, uh, a good person, useful, advantageous, or beneficial in effect. You're appropriate for a particular purpose, you know, and in a lot of cases, you strictly adhere to or you fulfill the, the principles of, you know, your particular cause. A lot of times it's um, associated with religion or associated with a party. I'm a good libertarian. I'm a good independent. <laughs> I'm a good Republican. I'm a good Democrat. You know, so a good person. But the thing about a good person is, is that to be a good person, you have to continually re renew that good. And a lot of times we hear the press clippings about us being good people. And so we become okay with, hey, I'm a good person. And we just sit there and we, we, we accept that as acceptable because people say I'm a good person. People think I'm a good person. And so we automatically assume that the way we move and our actions are good because in our heart, we feel like our intentions are right. And if we mess up a little bit, we didn't mean nothing by it. Um, and that can be dangerous when we become casual or laissez-faire about our standing as a good person more than our willingness to do good things and or and or especially the right thing. And so that's why I 
would argue that it is more important to be an effective person because here is the definition of effective, successful in producing a desired or an intended result. And so effective means that you are able, in my argument, effective means that you are able to put aside the idea that you're a good person and choose to search for the most effective application of good in every situation. Whereas when we fall into the comfort zone of being a good person, we will waltz into a situation with good intentions, terrible tactics, questionable behavior, and lean and fall back on the fact that you're a good person and you didn't mean any harm. But yet we caused harm because I'll be quick to say that I'm a good person. But the episode that I'm referring to did not turn out good. Um, Yes, do I feel like there was some wrongdoing towards me? Sure. But, but here's the problem. It could have been avoided if I did the highest good and the most effective good at the very beginning. You know, you don't get to play with fire and then get mad because the house burns down. <laughs> you know, that is part of the risk. No matter how well you think you got a hold on the fire, that is part of the risk. Fire is not to be played with. It's to be respected. And people's lives, people's feelings, uh, situations that you find yourself in, they are not to be played with. So when we look at, and so that's why I argue. And I've kind of gotten into this. So that excites me because, you know, we don't have to go too, too far. I've gotten into what I like to call the fallacy of being a good person. Because, you know, once you established a, what do I say? You've established a reputation for being a good person. You've established yourself to where people will testify to the fact that you're a good person. Sometimes we'll get caught up in our own press. Sometimes we will get lazy. Sometimes we will lean on that reputation instead of continuing to build it up. Because being a good person has got to be earned. How do you become a good person? By consistently, not constantly, but consistently exhibiting good behavior, one, and consistently seeking growth, consistently looking at your actions, taking inventory of them, and looking for ways that you can get better instead of just Jumping in, and I see it all the time, man. People just look, I know that I'm this and I know that I'm that. And a lot of times when I see it, it's me, you know, I'm a good person, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. And you just rest on that. And when you rest on it, you're going to end up falling. Like I see so many people that careless professionally, they're careless in interpersonal relationships. They're careless because, oh, I'm a good person. So this really thoughtless, hurtful thing that I did or that I'm doing doesn't count against me because I'm a good person. Meanwhile, putting bad energy out into the world, 
You're causing bad events to happen because you're being careless because you're resting on this fallacy that you're a good person. So it's got to be earned. It's got to be continuous. You got to be a work in progress. Listen, the good that I did on yesterday is not the same good that needs to be done today. Now, obviously, there's some good things that are definitely worth repeating, uh, that are worth putting on repeat on the calendar. But what are my new opportunities to continue to be a good person today that maybe I missed or weren't available to me yesterday? So it must be continuous. And a lot of times when you start to look at yourself as a good people or a good person, I'm sorry, you'll start to do bad things and you'll discount them because you tell yourself you're a good person. And one of the things I can think of really quickly is a lot of times when we're, we're under stress and duress and, um, you know, there's time constraints and emotional pressure. And a lot of times when we've been through something, we can take what we've been through and how unfair it is that we've gone through this. and will use that license to treat people a certain way, to use people, to um, turn people into or objectify people because we're hurting or we're going through and it's okay because I'm a good person and that's dangerous. That's dangerous. You know, um, and we get complacent. But when it comes to being an effective person, when it comes to being, you know, I think about um, one of the things in my leadership is, is that I needed to be extremely honest with myself about my mistakes and my shortcomings. Uh, one of the transformative events in my leadership journey was one time I heard one of my pastors talking about what he had to do personally to position himself to lead other people and the ways that he had to level up his life, level up, you know, everything in, in personal aspects because it was going to be required for him to effectively lead people. And normally you wouldn't associate some of the things that he talked about that he needed to get together on his personal life with the leadership journey. Some of them, absolutely. But some of them, I was like, I wouldn't have even thought about that. And it really changed the way that I looked at leadership. And I realized that the way that I move impacts people. Um, the way that, especially as a senior leader, as leader, you know, any leader, whether you're leading a home, you're the lead in a relationship, I think relationships are better described as partnerships, but, you know, not to <laughs> upset some of the folks that, that want a leader follower dynamic in their relationships. Um, but no matter what level that you lead at, um, you have to put yourself to the fire and see what may need to be burned off changed up. And 
I realized that I had to be honest about my shortcomings, the mistakes that I've made as a leader. And being able to be honest about that opened the door for improvement. When you can't be honest about it, when you are, you know, just worried about how you look to people, you open the door to all types of calamity. Somebody's going to get hurt. And we always recognize the difference between someone who is willing to accept the responsibility of a thing over someone who is into the power or the position of a thing. And so being able to look at my mistakes, I was able to start to implement improvement-based metrics for myself. This wasn't about my ego. This wasn't about how I looked. This was about my team. How could I utilize people in the best position? What were the things that I were doing that weren't working? Um, what were the ways that I was carrying myself that had to change? We had the same basic challenges and the same goals year in and year out. But yet I was willing to revamp them time and time again based on taking an honest look at myself, at my teams, taking input, 360 degree input, input from my leaders, input from my peers, and input from my teams so that we could take a look at this. Never, I, I'm proud to say that I learned to not be so ego-focused and became people-focused and improvement-focused. So I recognized my mistakes. I considered the multiple perspective. One of the biggest things about being an effective person rather than just a good person is the ability to remove yourself from the center of equation. Because when it's about you being a good person, that centers you in the conversation in a way that makes it okay to be unfair or inequitable to other people and even so much as to hurt them because it's centered on, well, I'm a good person and if I'm doing this, it couldn't be a bad thing. And I know that sounds harsh, but if you think about it, we walk around hurting people, treating people. One of the things, <laughs> and I really should stay out of this, but my dating life is filled with shenanigans. And, you know, one of the things that I've dealt with over the, the what, uh, it's been five years now, five and a half years, and dating as a single parent. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it just was just, I wasn't a person's cup of tea. That's life. No, that's, that's not wrongdoing. I appreciate the people that were willing to have that conversation. I even appreciate the ones that didn't have a conversation and just bounced because, you know, at least we didn't get into a relationship and then, you know, but there were times and situations where people centered themselves and hurt me. And man, I thought about all of the women I've ever dated that had children. And I wasn't a heartbreaker. So, you know, I didn't have a whole bunch of concrete examples, but it just made me think because the degree of difficulty to getting through heartbreak, specifically and especially when someone has done you wrong, didn't have to do you that way, could have 
chosen a more honorable and respectable way to handle a situation. And you've got to deal with that heartbreak and still show up as a parent. <laughs> you know, I'm brokenhearted doing laundry and brokenhearted changing out the sheets on the bed and brokenhearted vacuuming and brokenhearted cooking dinner. And man, I can't sleep at night, but I got to figure out a way to wake up and be filled with the positive energy to send LJ off right. And the degree of difficulty for that. And I took that pain and I started to figure out ways to be more responsible. People say I'm tentative and cautious when it comes to dating, but I refuse to be careless and hurt people because I'm centering myself. I want to be thoughtful about it. That may end up causing me to be single for a prolonged time, but I would rather be thoughtful about it. And I would rather be um, approach interpersonal relationships. Because if I can approach interpersonal romantic relationships with that level of care, then it helps me in my other interpersonal platonic relationships. And I want to have that level of care. You know, I remember going through some difficult spells shortly after my retirement and sending out messages to my friend group, like, you know, who's going to check on me? Who's going? And I realized how selfish that was because people got life going on and people truly care about us. And, and to put that situation on there that our relationship needs to be emergency-based when I can do the right thing and show up and check in and engage and, and make sure they're okay and then be a big boy enough to say, and I'm learning this, this is real hard for me, y'all, but be a big boy enough to say, hey, I am struggling right now. I'm going to be okay, but I'm not okay right now. That's one of the hardest things for me because, you know, I'm not going to go down there because I want to do, I want to do a series on mental health here in a couple of months. So I'm not going to dig too deep into that. But as an effective person, I realized that I could take things that were done to me, extrapolate that and figure out ways that I can go and be better in the way that I treat others. And have I perfected it? No, still a work in progress. But that's what effectiveness does. Effectiveness says, I don't just rest on my laurels. What is, how can I be better at this? What, what are some blind spots? And since I'm not centering me, how did, what I did, what I said, how I showed up, my activity in this situation, how did that impact the other person. And to be able to have those conversations, then you can figure out ways that you can improve and you can be growth-minded. So, you know, I would say that to truly be a good person, it's important to strive to be an effective person because a good person will sometimes get caught up into what they believe is good while an effective person will consistently be seeking to find out what is actually good, what is the highest good, what is the best version of good, even if it means that it might not be the most comfortable or the easiest good for them 
if it is a good that can get the best results overall, then they'll choose that good. And so, as we close out, I want to encourage you all to choose to be the most effective version of a good person. You know, and I appreciate you hanging out with me. And I'm going to close it like we always do. Listen, I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together?